you are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Braves, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, found where all your favorite podcasts are, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Himalaya, uh, wherever your smart device is, if you got one in your car or in your home, you can just say, hey, play me Locked On Braves, and it comes right through your speakers. Wherever it is, we're here at Locked On Braves, giving you daily updates for the Atlanta Braves. Give us a subscription, a follow, a comment, review, whatever it is. Uh, let us know how we're doing and what we can do better because I really do enjoy your feedback for the show. Hope everybody had a good Cinco de Mayo. It was a great week for Braves fans, or a great weekend anyway, as the Braves go and sweep the Marlins, which was much needed as they're heading out on this road trip. Late start tonight, 10 p.m. first pitch against the Dodgers. It will be Kevin Gosman making a, a start after a short Really short stint against the Marlins after he got tossed, which we'll touch on in a second. Going against Walker Bueller, the stud young pitcher for L.A. who finished third in Rookie of the Year voting last season and was an absolute force for them the second half of the season. Tomorrow will be Max Freed Day. It will be Max Freed versus Hinjin Ryu, who, as the Braves saw at the tail end of last year, might have been the best overall pitcher the Dodgers had the most reliable guy they had down the stretch. Uh, and then Sunday will be Mike Fultonevich taking on Clayton Kershaw in what should be a matchup of two outstanding pitchers. Hopefully Fulte's feeling a little bit better. Uh, I got some questions on him that we can talk about in a little bit. But first things first, the Marlins series was chock full of, of, of great little information nuggets. Uh, Ozzy Albies hits a grand slam on Saturday. To put him, I believe that, uh, let's see, I believe it was he, Ted Williams, uh, a few other Hall of Famers, actually, uh, for most Grand Slams under the age of 23, and I believe that gives Ozzy four of them, which is uh, anytime you're in company with Ted Williams, it's a, it's a good name to be with, and it was a few other Hall of Famers. Somebody can correct me, I'm sure. Uh, they said it on the broadcast a couple times, I just, I didn't bother writing that down, because the most important thing was the Braves won all three games. And Mike Soroka, just going out there and doing the dang thing, goes out there and uh, puts up another six strikeout performance, another win, another episode of, of no earned runs as Mike Soroka has taken the mantle and just progressed even farther than what he looked like last year. As he goes seven innings, three hits, two walks, six strikeouts, gives him a 1-1-4 ERA on the year. That is the leader in all of baseball right now for guys with at least 20 innings pitched. And uh, when, when you're talking about that one-two punch with Freed and Soroka right now, man, it is – I don't know if there's a better twosome in baseball right now. There's a couple on name value maybe. Uh, you talk about if Chris Sale and David Price ever seem to get going together or, you know, obviously uh, DeGrom and Syndergaard, uh, Scherzer and Strasburg, although I've never been as high on Strasburg as some others, but, you know, whatever. It could just be that I'm not a big fan of pitchers that uh, 
make excuses because it, because they start getting wrecked and uh, pull themselves out of the game with a with a strained case of hurt feelings. But when you're talking about Soroka, what it is is and, and you can lump Max in with this too. Uh, it, it's the control and it's the command command and control are two totally different things control is just the ability to throw strikes command is the ability to put that pitch where you wanted to put it so a guy like Fulty who doesn't walk a lot of people he has good control he does not have or before last season he did not have good command where he could not put a pitch right where it was spotted Max Freed can do that with his curveball. I talk about it every time Max Freed pitches. Soroka has that has that as well with just about every pitch he throws. He doesn't really throw a straight fastball. His fastball is more of a sinker, and he throws it about 95, 96 when he needs to. He'll sit 92, 93, which is more than enough for what he's looking for. And it's all about inducing ground balls and weak contact. When you're talking about Mike Soroka, in AAA, before he even got the call back up when he was working through his rehab starts, I believe he had one ball hit into the outfield in like three consecutive starts. It, it's it's really amazing how many ground balls Mike Soroka can get. It almost reminds you of Tim Hudson when Huddy was working really great for the Braves. Uh, everything was was being beat into the ground. And Soroka kind of takes that to another level because unlike unlike Huddy, Soroka has the arm to, to blow by people. He's averaging over 10 strikeouts per nine right now. I mean, he's almost got 10.5 strikeouts per nine. He's got a 59% ground ball percentage. That's just crazy he's already about at one war and he's only three starts in right now or four starts in i should say i'm sorry four starts uh three and one it's it's just been a a phenomenal start to the season for him his walk rates under 10 percent. there's just whatever superlative you want to find mike soroka has it there i mean if you look at his deeper numbers uh his his era is 114 his fip is 226 and his xfip is 304 the only reason his xfip is over three is because he hasn't given up a home run yet um, his FIP being higher, that's a thing that Soroka is probably always going to outpitch his FIP, which is the fielding independent pitching, because Soroka gives up so much ground balls and so much weak contact that that's always going to inflate a FIP number, which doesn't matter if you have a good defense behind you. Then it's just smart. But when you look at the fly ball percentage this year, he's giving up a 16.4% fly ball percentage. That is absolutely insane. Only a 27% hard contact, which means they're not nobody's hitting the ball really hard off of him, which is a hard contact is anything that's 95 miles an hour better. So as of this moment, Mike Soroka is one of the absolute hottest pitchers in the league. We won't see him this series with uh, with L.A., but you will see Max Freed, who's in just as rarefied air as Mike Soroka. Um, Max, you guys all know, is my favorite. You got to see Max pinch run last night, and uh, I will admit, it had me puckered. I was absolutely terrified, especially with Ronald Acuna on the bench. Uh, for Max Freed to get the pinch run for Josh Donaldson, they've got him, a, I, I believe it was Ender, faked a bunt, pulled the bat back, and, and just towed it down the line in the left field corner. Max comes sprinting around first, comes sprinting around second. Wash is doing his thing and just windmilling. Sends Max, who starts breaking for home. Looks like he's about to face plant. Dives head first, which is where I let out this weird little sound that does not bear repeating. Uh, almost went face first into the shin guards, but doesn't. Manages to score what was the winning run. And not only that, Max Freed, who is right now the best pitcher on the Braves pitching staff, recorded a sprint speed of 28.6, which that is the second highest any Brave has recorded this year. The only player that's recorded a sprint speed faster than Max Freed did last night was a, was a Ronald Acuna, and he got a 29.2 maybe, something like that. 
So faster than Ozzy, faster than Dansby, faster than Ender. Max Freed has the second fastest sprint speed in all of the Atlanta Braves, which is it just goes to show you that he really can do anything. He could probably lift Thor's hammer. Uh, Max, Max is, is just a superhero. He's just brilliant at everything. But it was a, uh, a good moment that had me freaked out. But when it goes through and everything's all right, you can start just standing up and cheering. It's just one of those awesome things. The Braves really did need that sweep as they go on to play. I believe it's thir- their next 13 games are against teams with a 500 or better record. So this is a, a big-time road trip for Atlanta, who doesn't typically perform well as they go to the West Coast. But we are at that time to take our first break of the show. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about this pitching staff and about the matchups that we'll be facing. Don't worry. I'm also going to get to what happened on Friday night uh, and what got Kevin Gosman kicked out of his game against the Miami Marlins. Don't worry. It's all coming up right here on Locked on Braves. Hiring the perfect employee is absolutely essential for a business, but it can be tough. If you've ever been in that position to hire, then you know just how frustrating finding that perfect candidate can be. It can take forever digging through a mountain of applicants, none of whom seem to really fit what you're looking for. Well, it doesn't have to be that difficult. Just join ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter.com takes the hassle out of finding the right candidates for your business. ZipRecruiter takes your openings, posts them to hundreds of job boards all across the internet, and scans thousands of resumes, filtering out all the ones that don't seem to fit. That way you only have to look over quality candidates. Only the best of the best. ZipRecruiter does all that slogging for you so you can get back to relaxing or doing more things that matter. In fact, it's so efficient at this that 80% of employers that use ZipRecruiter.com end up finding the perfect candidate within one day. Just imagine how many annoying, horrible applications you have to go through before you find that perfect candidate. If you use ZipRecruiter.com, it takes all of that hassle out of it. Not only that, if just for being a listener to our show... If you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn, you're going to be able to join ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. L-O-C-K-E-D. ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. ZipRecruiter, the smarter way to hire. All right, welcome back to Locked On Braves, everybody. Thank you so much for sticking with the show here. I mentioned before the break that we were going to talk about what happened in uh, that that Friday start for Kevin Gosman and why he's pitching first. It was originally going to be Max Fried versus Walker Bueller, which that just saying that is just ooh, gives me gives me goosebumps, gives me shivers. It's an absolutely incredible matchup, but it's going to be Kevin Gosman going tonight. If you're asking, whoa, why? Didn't he just pitch Friday? He did, but he didn't get a whole lot of time because he did throw at Jose Urania. Aimed it at his thigh. Uh, missed Urania. No warnings were given before the game, but Gosman gets tossed. The Braves had called up Tuki Toussaint earlier that day, obviously because they knew they were going to throw at Jose Urania. So Gosman gets tossed, barely throws any pitches. Tuki Toussaint comes in and throws a really good game. Uh, and what his, his what was his second uh, long relief outing on short notice where he did really good. Don't if you guys remember he had that uh, that relief outing when he came in for Sean Newcomb, who also just got called up uh, against the Mets, I believe, early on in the series where Fulte only went an inning or when Newcomb only went an inning in the third. But Tuki goes four innings, four hits, one run, three walks, six strikeouts. 
gets his line down up under the the into the six point three five ERA. And he's a guy that I think that long relief role might be something that you see a lot more often with him. Um, as far as the ejection, if you're on any social media, then you know how insane things got as soon as Gosman threw at Urania. I told you guys on Friday that I probably wouldn't throw at Urania. I probably, uh, I would probably let it go because Newcomb did hit Brian Anderson last year, so that was kind of supposed to be the end of it. Obviously, Gosman felt differently, and the Braves were not happy that the Marlins managed to finagle the the time around to where um, Urania didn't have to face the Braves at the end last season and take his punishment. So Gosman decided that he was going to get him back. And for those of you saying that uh, you have to actually hit the guy, you really don't. It's not the actual hitting of the player that is the message. It's throwing at the guy. That gets the message across. And everybody knew it was happening. The Braves obviously knew it was happening, which is why they called up Tuki Toussaint, because they knew they were going to use him. Uh, I, I don't blame the umpire at all for tossing Gosman. You had to do it because you knew he threw at him on purpose. Urania knew it. Uh, and if you watch Urania, he gained a little bit of, of respect in my eyes. If you watch his lips when he gets thrown at and um, the umpire goes out there to and tosses Gosman, you can see Urania, you can see his lips say, no, no, it's fine. Because he knew, he knew why he was getting thrown at. He knew what he did. But it does bring up the bigger discussion of uh, throwing at people. Now, you've, you've got this weird contingent right now that want to act like hitting a player with a baseball is like a crime against humanity. I'm here to tell you, as somebody that's been hit by, by people that throw upper 80s, low 90s, um, getting hit in the thigh or in the butt, that, that doesn't really hurt. Uh, it hurts. I'm not going to pretend like it feels like nothing, but it's, it doesn't, like, it, it's not damaging at all. It goes away very quickly. At worst, you get a bruise. Big deal. Uh, you know, th- there is... There is a line like head hunting. You don't head hunt. I don't, you don't throw at people's elbows. You don't throw at people's knees. Things like that, which can really curtail careers. You go for a fleshier part of the body, or you go for a broad part of the body where the the impact can be spread out a little bit. Uh, especially if all you're trying to do is send a message. It, you're supposed to be sending a message, not trying to hurt somebody. So for anybody that's freaking out, oh, I wish. And I, I'm talking about other Braves fans that were talking about. I hope the Braves lose for Kevin Gosman throwing at Jose Urania. Suck it up, man. I mean, you, ideally, you had worse wrestling with your sibling. I mean, unless you were just the most sheltered child in the world growing up and you weren't allowed to go outside for fear that if you sneeze too hard, you might hurt your nose, then you've had worse than, than what happened there. So let's, let's all calm down, especially if you're a fan of hockey or a fan of football. You have no business sitting there whining and crying about a pitcher throwing at a batter. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because people feel baseball needs to be different than those other sports, but Baseball has always done that. They're always going to police themselves that way. I, I And I'm perfectly fine with it. I would do the same thing in Gosling's place. Ask anybody who's played at any decent level of baseball. They'll tell you that that's what you're going to do. You have to let your guy know that you've got his back. Somebody else is going to do that. Then, you know, you got to do it too. Oh, but two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> Quit. Just, just stop whining. Maybe baseball is not the sport for you. Uh, if you think that hitting somebody in the behind or in the thigh with a baseball is – an assault quite frankly it's, it's just it's dumb it's not a big deal nobody had nobody should have had a problem with it it's just it's it's done it's over let's go ahead and move on from it so Gosman does get kicked out no suspensions which I, I, I don't know if I'm surprised about it or not um I didn't think that they'd that they should spend Tim Anderson or, or Brad Keller for his but they did so I, I I don't know how I really feel about it 
I mean, I don't think it was worthy of suspension because he didn't actually hit him and there were no benches clearing or anything like that. Everybody knew what the deal was. So as long as it's over with, uh, you didn't see it anymore the rest of that weekend, which is good. So hopefully that this is done and behind you now. Uh, I do have some other – I did mention that Sean Newcomb got called up today. Since Gosman will be going on short rest, even though he didn't throw a lot of pitches, Sean Newcomb will be piggybacking off of Gosman tonight, which I'm, I'm kind of excited to see. I've been a proponent of piggybacking these starters for a long time. If you listen to uh, my other show, The Platinum Sombrero, you know Doc and I have already uh, have already touched on the piggybacking idea that I've thrown up this idea about a year ago. Did not meet with a lot of traction. Um, but it seems to me that if you can't trust a lot of the bullpen arms and you've got a plethora of starters that tend to have problems once they go deep into games, piggybacking is a really solid strategy. Uh I don't know if Newcomb is the perfect guy to piggyback, but if you look at his last couple starts in Gwinnett, uh, he's not walking anybody. He's striking out batters. He's going a little bit deeper. He's not giving up any runs because he's not giving up the walks. And if Sean Newcomb isn't walking people, then Sean is a guy that you can use. He's still not got a spot in the rotation because he's not better than Max. He's not better than Soroka. Um, he might. He's not better overall than Fulte. Tehran has pitched really, really well this year. Uh, and Gosman, Gosman's hit or miss, but I don't think that you would trust Newcomb over Gosman at this point. So, um, this might be his kind of role as the piggyback guy. The same as I think Tukey ends up in the back end of this bullpen. I don't think Newcomb profiles as a one or two inning reliever, so I think he's going to be that kind of piggyback starter for a little while. The Braves have to get a they they can afford to get a little bit creative with this because they have such an opportunity here. Um, like to, like I'm going to have my eyes on that because when you're talking about facing the Dodgers, it is such a a deep lineup. And it's such a good lineup that. Um, you're, you're going to really want to pay attention to it. Now, I do have some good news, by the way. Uh, for those of you that know that I've been banging in during Ciarte for, for not doing a good job, and I've been been ragging on him this whole time. Um, well, since he's moved to the eight spot in the lineup, it's, it's only a 13-game sample size, but it looks a lot better. 357, 429 OBP, 500 slugging, a 385 Waba, uh, which is weighted on base average. A 140 weighted runs created plus, which is really, really good. Three doubles, a homer, and a 10.2 walk percentage, which is the big deal. He's starting to walk now to these lower in the order because guess what? Pitchers are going to pitch around him. And Ender is a guy that will not take a walk. If you have him batting in front of the pitcher, he kind of has to. So I, I like seeing that. The line drive and the opposite field percentage, they've doubled. His hard hit, his hard hit rate's up 12%. Uh, and he got a... Uh, uh, just just looks a lot more comfortable down at the bottom. When he's up top, he's always rolling over to second base, and it really is detrimental for the club. So looks like the lineup may finally be starting to to figure things out. Now, Acuna, they were worried about a little bit of back tightness, so he did not play yesterday. He should be good to go tonight. Uh, Donaldson did not play yesterday either, still giving his calf a breather. He's played one out of the last four games. So they've been really cautious with that. I'm assuming he'll be in the lineup as well. I think more of it had to do with with flying out to the West Coast today, wanting to make sure that they're as rested as possible. I expect it to be the normal lineup today. Um, not anything crazy. This, this is a, a big series I've been saying. Um, go out there, and, and if you can take – Really, I'm looking for three out of the next seven because you got the games with the Dodgers. Then you go to face Arizona, who somehow is still a really good team despite being just this weird mishmash of, of guys that don't seem to fit on the offensive end. Um, but for whatever reason, they're they're still hanging tough and they're still they're still like second place in that division. Um, so you go against that, you'll come home on Tuesday. And you'll be facing the Cardinals after that. So take three out of these next seven. I'll feel pretty good on this road trip. The Braves don't perform well on the West Coast. Really, neither 
neither coasts perform well at the other. East Coast doesn't tend to do well in the West. West Coast doesn't tend to do really well in the East Coast, except for L.A., because they're generally just better than everybody. Um, should be exciting to see. Should be a, a fun matchup of playoff-caliber teams. It should give you a, a good idea of where the Braves sit as far as where they're at in terms of talent going up against the tops of the National League. So don't forget, 10 o'clock first pitch tonight. It is going to be a late one. Um, Looking forward to it. Kevin Gosman followed by Sean Newcomb versus Walker Bueller as the Braves and the Dodgers kick off their first series of the year. Thank you guys so much for listening to Locked on Braves. (laughs) 